Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Fred Barnes. And Fred, we found out finally that there is an enemy that President Obama is willing to take on with boots on the ground. <laughs> Ebola in Africa is going to get 3,000 troops. Oh, ISIS is supposedly going to get zero American troops. Is, is the war on Ebola really more important than the war on terror? Well, maybe in the president's mind. But what do we need military forces to fight Ebola for in Africa? I mean, don't we have... Uh, bureaucrats, don't we have uh, the whole uh, Department of Health and Human Services can't send people, the, uh, the uh, CDC, the Center for Disease Control, and so on. I mean, we have uh, the U.S. Uh, Public Health Service, we have veterans hospitals, we have, we have uh, thousands and thousands of doctors and medical uh, uh, experts that can be, and nurses that uh, uh, they would seem to be the ones equipped for this, but uh, the president makes odd decisions when it comes to foreign policy and the military. We well, know well that. first of all, let's just say that Africa's suffering enough. We don't want to send the mm -hmm. VA over, given their mm -hmm. record of how things work. And also, it should be noted that Ebola has actually killed fewer Americans than ISIS has, yeah. uh, because we've been able to treat the mm -hmm. Americans thus mm -hmm. far. But there is this obsession with boots on the ground, and I think the reason there's an obsession with it is it's hard to explain to anyone, the American people, whatever, how you can defeat a ground force, which is what ISIS is, without mm -hmm. anybody sitting boots on the ground. Fred, has, have any countries volunteered other than the Free Syrian Army, which really isn't volunteering, they're just in the middle of the fight? Has anyone volunteered to send boots on the ground into Syria to go after ISIS? Well, the Australians have uh, promised to send some troops, but it looks like they would be commandos who wouldn't be. In other words, they would be on special missions, perhaps, or perhaps not. But nobody said, look... Uh, we're going to send a thousand troops, which we will uh, ground troops, uh, combat troops for uh, going after ISIS. But I'll tell you what most of these countries, I think, believe, uh, and it's true, uh, uh, two things. One, this is Obama's war, but this is America, and we'll try to help out. And they say they're willing to help out. Uh, they're not willing to do very much, but they're willing to help out. And the second thing is, does anybody believe that ISIS can be defeated by merely the Kurdish army and the completely uh, dysfunctional Iraqi army? I don't. I think everybody recognizes, whether they say it or not, that American troops on the ground are going to be necessary in order to defeat ISIS. It's interesting uh, you say American that because we had the best in the world. And, we, we and had need to have, I'm not advocating it at this moment, but I, I recognize that it's uh, inevitable. Well, we had yeah. testimony today before Congress mm -hmm. in which I, I, some people are calling it a subtle hint about American troops. Other people saying it's a big, fat yeah. you know, acknowledgement. Hey, American troops, we're, we're at least leaving room for them. They'll, they'll fight with the Iraqis, Fred, and therefore they won't actually be on the ground because they'll be with the Iraqis. No, well, I think President, uh, rather General Martin Dempsey, the chairman of the uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff, was talking today about something more than that, where American troops would be sent, and, and uh, uh, starting with, say, 5,000 American troops, with, if necessary. And he said that the president had said, well, if you think their ground troops are needed, you can come to me on a case-by-case -case basis. Now, that's not the way to fight a war. I mean, I think it would be like when the president decided in 2007 on the surge in Iraq, which Michael, you and I remember as being very successful. It's what left a, a stable, pe uh, mostly peaceful Iraq behind when uh, President Bush turned over the presidency to President Obama. Uh, but, the, but Bush sent in about 60,000 troops. He didn't send them in piece by piece. 
well, let's send in 5,000 and see what happens. And, well, maybe we'll send in 5,000 more. He sent them in all at once and provided security in the cities of Iraq, and it worked. Uh, he crushed uh, 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 the terrorists in a very emphatic way. Well, that's obviously not uh, President Obama's way. I mean, you, American troops may be needed, but they can certainly be used in the wrong way and on the wrong timetable. And if anybody's capable of doing that, it's President Obama. So what happens when Americans see reports of actual American soldiers on the ground in Syria fighting ISIS? What, what happens to all the statements over and over and over again, our red line is boots on the ground? Yeah, well, it's, it's like that other red line uh, that when chemical weapons were used by the Assad government against defenseless uh, uh, Syrian civilians, women and children. Um, it means nothing. Look, what the president has said last week, yesterday, this morning, over lunch today, it means nothing uh, if he wants to decide otherwise. So uh, this is interesting to me because I don't, I don't think the people have grasped yet after General Dempsey's testimony today and the uh, Secretary of Defense as well, Chuck Hagel, that there mm -hmm. really is either the assumption that there'll be American troops fighting on the ground in Iraq and Syria or the opportunity. What should the Republicans' uh, role be in this? Should they, for example, overtly vote to send those troops in? Should they pass a, a standalone resolution, or should they consider, I should say, a standalone resolution on the military actions President Obama wants to take, or should they provide him cover, or should they stay out of it? What should they do, Fred? Well, they should wait for the president. Look, this is the president's foreign policy. This is, you know, foreign policy is a role uh, that the Constitution gives almost entirely to the president. Now, obviously, Congress has ways to intervene. They can cut off funds. They can pass resolutions and so on. But in this, uh, have the president send a resolution uh, uh, to Congress asking for what he wants, very specifically. Now, I know, and if he wants to get the authorization now for ground troops, uh, he should ask for it. Uh, or if he doesn't want that now, then but might later, well, then he should send uh, ask for approval later. But uh, uh, sending in ground troops is something that uh, uh, shouldn't be taken lightly, and I don't think it will. But they, but but this is the president's job. You know, the president uh, on domestic policy, you know, won't talk with Congress, particularly Republicans. He doesn't want to be president. But on this, he's got to be president. Uh, and it's his policy and his plan to the extent there is one. And, uh, and, and, and so he, he needs to ask for exactly the authorization he wants and, author, and, and state exactly authorization for what. You know, there's a lot of confusion also about whether or not we are, in fact, willing to partner at some level with Iran and Russia, who mm -hmm. most Americans think of as bad guys. And yep, we've been told, you know, the Iranians publicly shut us down. And I was mm -hmm. expecting the State Department to say, well, what's the big deal? We never wanted to work with them anyway. And instead, the State Department's spokesperson was like, well, you know, we're always open to conversation. I mean, are we going to have the President of the United States lead us into some sort of loose alliance or backdoor cooperation with the terror sponsors of Iran and the Ukrainian invaders of the Putin administration? It, it, it sounds like they'd be uh, quite happy to do that. Remember last week, Michael, the uh, Obama administration was denying that it was uh, having any negotiations with the Iranians. Now they have, have said, yes, we want them to come help out and we have a common enemy and so on. And um, in the, 
Uh, and I mean, this is Obama's way of war. And it's unlike anything we've ever seen before, particularly wars that were victorious. You had your allies, who were people on your side, who believed in the same uh, system of, of government and living your life uh, uh, that we do, generally. Uh, and then you had the other people, and they were either on the other side, uh, they were our enemies, or at least they were, as, as President Bush said, and I think it's true now, you're either with us or against us. And uh, the Iranians are clearly not with us, so they're against us, and the Russians are too. They're both countries looking for the U.S. to get itself in more and more trouble and become a weaker and weaker country uh, who they can prevail over, whether it's in nuclear weapons or whether it's expanding uh, Russia into more of the Ukraine and who knows the Baltics and wherever. Uh, so they want the worst to happen to the U.S. They, it, there's no way that an alliance uh, can be fruitful uh, with those countries. Fred Barnes, thanks so much for joining us from the Weekly Standard. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to listen to weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.